Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. singing like that. Welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. This is Oilers Now. Little Miss Sarajevo to open up today's show. Lots going, lots happening. Battle of Alberta last night. Edmonton Oilers rally from a 3-0 deficit on route to a 4-3 victory over the Calgary Flames. Oilers Now brought to you daily by our title sponsor Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office ID and supplies. Recap of last night's game in our audio vault. Some thoughts from Connor McDavid, Dave Tippett, as well as Duncan Keith. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, 1235 today. Washington Capitals color analyst Alan May at 105, a friend of the show, very popular guy amongst a large segment of our fan base. And to do a little bit of storytelling at 135 from the Oilers Radio Network, the single-season all-time scoring record holder in the Western Hockey League once had a 49-goal season in the NHL, Rob Brown. You can reach us at any time in the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Live entertainment back at Hotel California. The Eagles tribute band taking the stage Friday, October 29th. And legendary Canadian artist Gordon Lightfoot, November the 17th. Details at rivercreeresort.com. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Today is an off day. Uh, players off today for the Edmonton Oilers. They had a hard practice day Sunday uh, and then played uh, last night, 4-3 victory. Oilers have played six games over the course of uh, 
eight days, uh, down to 26 healthy skaters, 31 players overall left in training camp. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. In terms of preseason games, we'll bring Brendan Escott in because he was at the game last night uh, working uh, the dressing room area for us. And Brendan, uh, make no mistake, that was a highly entertaining hockey game for a dress uh, dress rehearsal for a preseason encounter, wasn't it? Yeah, I would suggest so. And you know what? With the rosters that each team dressed, you kind of hope that it would be. There's a lot of firepower out there and a lot of it residing on the Oilers' side at this stage at the Battle of Alberta. There is, but you know what I found interesting is, is you know, Cam and me had the game last night. It was on webcast. The game was not uh, broadcast over over the air. Uh, the final two games will be broadcast on Rogers. It's part of a, a pre-existing deal that the Vancouver Canucks have Uh with the Roger Regionals, but um, I get the sense at times that fans in Calgary are... they're not bullish about their team. And I know fans in Edmonton have a right to be. As an example, I believe tomorrow, uh, Dom Lucician uh, will have, uh, he's done the rankings of the teams and he's down to the top six. And Edmonton has still not been mentioned as one of the teams. Now, I think he said earlier in the summer that the Oilers came in sixth in his preseason rankings. And of course, uh, I mentioned to you, Last week, since December 31st, which coincided with the recall of Kyler Yamamoto in 2019, since December 31st of 2019, the Edmonton Oilers have had the sixth best record in the National Hockey League. And now they've upgraded the depth with the additions, obviously, of... uh Zach Hyman, along with Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan up front. I know there were a lot of frustrations and concerns last night early in the game with the defense. As remember, it was Duncan Key's first game. CC's got to get used to playing for a new team. I'm going to be the first to say, hey, I, I, I get a little bit of concern on Cody CC. The, the performances haven't been overwhelming, to say the least. But there are a lot of people, I got some feedback from some people that were watching online last night just saying, like, the Edmonton broadcasters are more bullish than the Edmonton fan, or the Calgary, uh, a large segment of the Calgary fan base about making the Calgary, uh, you know, Calgary making the playoffs. And I'm thinking to myself, you do know what division we're in. And I know there's a lot of people that think that there's only going to be three teams from the Pacific that make the playoffs. I'm not one of them. I think there's going to be four teams, and I think three of those four teams are going to be Canadian teams. Several people have Seattle ranked ahead of Vancouver. Let's just see how Seattle comes together. Uh, Cal, you know, Vancouver, top two center positions with Pedersen and Bo Horvat. Those are two pretty good centers. Uh, yeah, Seattle's got a heavier defense than Vancouver. Uh, last year, the goaltending that tandem they had was pretty good, but they were playing for other teams in Colorado and Florida. We'll see how that ultimately comes to fruition in uh, Seattle. Uh, as for the Flames... You know, Edmonton's identity is, even though Dave Tippett, historically speaking, was a guy that tended to play veteran players and play more of a defensive style, the Oilers are a team that's got a power play that is off the charts. They've had the two highest-scoring players in the league the last two seasons finish 1-2 in scoring. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, oh, by the way, the two highest-scoring players in the league actually in the last five seasons. So the perception is Edmonton's a you know a really good defensive team, and they were pretty good last year defense, or offensively. Um, 
the surprise last year was the save percentage, but in Calgary's case, that team has an identity under Daryl Sutter. His teams always do. They're going to shave goals against. You know, it's just all there is to it. I think last year they finished like 16th or 17th in goals against. Um, Jacob Markstrom had a so-so year. He's going to have a better season. Take a look at his overall body of work. My expectation is that Calgary will be, uh, you know, Edmonton and Vegas will duke it out for top spot. Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, and L.A. Uh, will will try to get into the playoffs as well, and I do think there's going to be four uh, spots going to Pacific Division teams. Unfortunately for Fear of the Fin, the San Jose Sharks fan, I got San Jose and Anaheim just outright not in the playoffs. And then in the uh, Central, Colorado and Winnipeg are slam dunks. I mean, Winnipeg's got one of the best goaltenders in the world and Connor Hellebuck. They've got uh, depth now on defense. Colorado's Colorado. Minnesota was a surprise last year. Not sure that quite happens again the same. And they played in the Pacific, which turned over the what was then known as the West. To me, that was the weakest division in the league. Uh, Dallas, they're getting old. St. Louis, not quite sure what to expect from St. Louis this season. Nashville, they don't do much for me. Chicago, Jeremy Colleton, I guess we'll see. And then Arizona. And I think Arizona's going to be right there at Buffalo from one of the two worst teams in the league. So I have four teams in the Pacific making it, four teams in the Central making it. Uh, I have Edmonton competing for top spot in the Pacific. And I, I don't see this, why there's so much doom and gloom in Calgary and Vancouver. Am I wrong on this, Brandon? No, you're you're right, and I guess if you look on paper at the roster, I sort of understand why there could be some apathy. There's Calgary's still got talent on the team, okay? It just hasn't performed up to snuff for the last little while. So I see the reasoning for the question marks, but when you look at it, when you've got an expansion team like Seattle that very much has a chance at the playoffs, you've got to look at a team like Calgary that has a very well-established coach like Brent Sutter and think that they've got to be considered one of the favorites, but it might take a little bit of internal belief, too. I guess we'll see you over time. I'm getting texts from friends out there. Stop or you're nuts if you think both Calgary and Vancouver are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Time will tell in that regard. All right. Highly entertaining game right now. Let's get right to it. Our Oilers now. Audio Vault for direct workwear. Edmonton um, 4-3 victors over the Calgary Flames. Cam Moon with the call last night. It's the Battle of Alberta, preseason style. Got it to the corner for Nurse. His pass hits a skate, comes in front of the net. Here's Kachuk, scores! Matthew Kachuk got it off the arm of Koskinen and in. Kachuk to good roll. He'll spring him on a breakaway. The shot! Scores! Johnny Goudreau put it right upstairs. I actually thought the first part of the period we carried the play a little bit, had some good ozone time, and then got away from our game there at the end and spent a little too much time in the D zone. Pass comes out, shot scores! Lindholm got the pass in the slot, and he snaps it home to make it 3-0 Calgary. Perlini shoots it off the corner boards, kept in by Bouchard. Puck in front of the net, to dry saddle with Pulley Harvey. The pass, the shot, scores! Yes, a Pulley Harvey! He goes upstairs on Markstrom! And the Oilers have cut the flame lead to 3-2. Now to McDavid, he'll bring it in. He'll come down the right wing. He's going to drive to the net in front. Pulley Harvey, Markstrom's going to say he was interfered with by Connor McDavid, but McDavid was clattered into. Barry to McDavid to Nugent Hopkins to Dreisaitl scores! 
Cowboys are up 4-3. So Edmonton gets the victory coming from 3 nothing down. Uh... Markstrom was tremendous in the first 10 minutes of the game. By my count, the Oilers had five scoring chances. Uh, and then Edmonton threw away a couple pucks. Uh, one in their uh, Darnell Nurse banked one up the middle off of uh, Lindholm that went to Kachuk, who's a heck of a player, and he buried it. And then the Oilers made a poor play at the blue line that allowed for a transition back the other way and a breakaway stretch pass to Goodrow, who can always uh, shoot the puck. He, by the way, did not finish the game last night. Precautionary uh, uh, reasons as to why he was held out. And then the Oilers turned it on, and Perlini got them jump-started. Five goals, six points in five games. It's closing in on a spot. Most of the fans already have him on the team. Maybe you're right. Uh, closing in on a spot for me, but uh, definitely a very interesting storyline through the course of preseason. Turning point in the game came in the sequence that led to the game tying goal. Uh, McDavid tripped on the play by Tanev and went flying into Jacob Markstrom, and then... Poliarvi shot the puck off McDavid into Lynette. Flames challenged it. Daryl Sutter lost the challenge, and then the Oilers went right back with that lethal power play. And to put things in perspective, when Edmonton's had their true two top lines playing, which was the game against Seattle and the game against Calgary, uh, and they played those guys on the power play, they've gone four for six. They got two late power plays, including a two-man advantage against Seattle, did not put McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins on the ice. I'll say it once. I'll say it 8,643 times. The Oilers have the best three in a 1-3-1 formation in the league with McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins, who, though he's put up very pedestrian uh, points per 60, uh, 5v5 numbers, he's off the charts in the power play. He's always been good. All the way back to his rookie year in 11-12, Edmonton had the number three ranked power play in the NHL that season, and Nuge was the major driver on it. All right, Connor McDavid had this overall assessment on the game last night. Lineup in and, and kind of get a feel for for how the the rhythm of the game might be. I think that's an important thing, and I like stretches of our game where we kind of rolled them over and and uh, you know was able to forecheck. And like you mentioned, the guys we added, they're they're all great skaters and and you know tenacious on the puck. And you know I like that part. Uh, I like that part of our game uh, for spurts. Rare when you hear Connor McDavid really say something that might be thought of as the least bit. I don't even know if it was controversial. I loved it that he was honest and upfront on the tripping play that Calgary challenged. Uh, uh, McDavid dr- driving the net, and he got uh, uh, picked off by Tanev and flew into Jacob Markstrom. Flames challenged it. They lost the challenge, and the Oilers got back on the power play, scored again, won the game. Here's Connor McDavid's thoughts on the net front tripping play. And when the stick kind of comes in, in into the feet there, like like Tanos did, it's a dangerous play for me and for the goalie. You know, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to go flying in there. The, the goalie doesn't want me flying in there. And the guy that's left uh, safe is uh, is the defenseman that, you know, is sloppy with his stick. So, you know, I would like, uh, you know, I think you'd like to see that called uh, a little bit more. You know, protects the, 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 the guy driving the net. And obviously we... We want to we want to increase offense and 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 the guy has to have the right to defend the net as well. But you know when the when the stick gets caught up in the feet and, and sends someone flying into the net, I think he'd like to start seeing that called a little more. Oilers captain Connor McDavid. Meanwhile, Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, had uh, these thoughts on the uh, tripping play involving Chris Stanoff. Look at it; it's a trip. If the guy doesn't drag his leg, Connor jumps inside of him, and he doesn't hit the goalie. It's a trip. Should have been a tripping call. Now the guy trips him, and he goes into Markstrom. He trips him 10 feet away from the goalie. All right, so it's, it's, if 
whether he meant to do it or not, drag his leg. He dragged his leg, and Connor jumps in, and he gets tripped. I mean, that's it's a penalty. Now, I don't know if they were calling a penalty or not, but it's a penalty. But Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, who also added some additional thoughts when he was asked last night about getting productivity from Brendan Perlini in the fourth line. We're looking for a little additional scoring there, and that's what they've been doing. So you got to give them credit for that, you know. And uh, and I've had some talks with Perlini. I mean, the way that our the makeup of our team that line like they can't expect to go out there and get 20 minutes ice time and power play time to to get their. Uh, to make an impact so they understand where they are it's going to be probably around 10 minutes and depending on how much special teams are in there but they've got to go out and have an impact and the impact can come through chipping in on scoring could be going in and momentum shifts where you play in the other end just have a positive influence on the game when you come out of it and like you say that line has all the whole training camp so you got guys that are working hard to try to find spots and Thursday we'll look at the the other line that's been in there and uh, just see how it feels with the rhythm of the game but it's uh, the competition has been really good really it's good for us because we have good depth and I know there's some players that aren't going to start in the starting day lineup but we need that depth to get through a season and, and we've got good players in that depth so that's that's good for the organization a wise manager once said to me uh Players need about two to three months to get settled in a new environment before you see what they can do. Last night was Duncan Key's first game. I love the passion in oil country, and people care, right? But I got a couple tweets from guys, oh, my God, Keith is, Keith and CeCe. Well, you know what? It was There were some tough moments for, like Darnell Nurse had some tough moments in last night's game. It is preseason. That's the purpose of preseason. Connor McDavid had this to say on Duncan Key's first game as an oiler. He's such a veteran out there. I think, uh, you know, he just understands the game so well. And, and whenever he gets the puck on a stick, it's so uh, it's still so calming for everyone. And, you know, he makes, you know, I thought he made a great play on, on, on Jesse's goal there to make it 3 2. You know, just kind of, the, no one's going to notice it, but, you know, just to get the puck up quick and, and spring, uh, spring Leo to make a great play, I think, you know, it's just little stuff like that. And like you said, it was his first one. And, you know, I'm excited to see, uh, see his game uh, continue to grow. And as for Duncan Keith, the two-time Norris Trophy winner, three-time Stanley Cup champion, he had these thoughts on getting back up to speed last night's preseason tilt. I would say it's just a matter of just, you know, taking it day by day here and haven't been on the ice a whole lot, but just feeling a lot better the more I skate, the more I play, and just the reads and the pace of the play. And um, so, you know, there's not much time, but, you know, it's good. It's good to have a game like that today to, to get jump back into it. You know, uh, a good team against Calgary, and they came out hard. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good, but definitely, uh, you know, got to keep it going here. All right, that's Duncan Keith. Uh, we're going to play a clip from Duncan Keith when Spec joins us at 12.35 today that's pretty interesting because when you factor in some other issues, it perhaps reinforces what a unique weapon Edmonton actually possesses. So we've hinted to it in the past, and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. You can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll bring you NHL Today for elite promotional marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 
1226 in Edmonton. Very quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This text comes in from Leafs fan. CC is junk. Uh, Cody CC spent a season in Toronto. Then he went to Pittsburgh, had four goals, 17 points in 53 games, and went plus 18. As we recall, Tyson Berry did not kill it in Toronto for a year. Then he ended up with eight goals and 48 points in 56 games. Leafs fan. I'm going to assume Leafs fans probably been around since the last time they won the Stanley Cup, which happened when I was one. Or maybe uh, has continuously, you know, I'll give him credit. He's been a Leafs fan his entire life. And he relishes those great Leaf playoff runs. None of which have occurred since 2004. You can text us at 780 496 There we go. And... Uh, <laughs> I love it. Keep bringing it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Uh, CC played two games with William Langston, played last night with Duncan Keith playing his first game. I'm going to assume that Keith and CC are going to be together against Vancouver on Thursday. Sounds like Chris Russell will play with Evan Bouchard again. The Oilers did not skate today. We go to NHL today. It is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here's Brendan Escott. Toronto hosts Montreal tonight before Vancouver welcomes in Seattle in exhibition action. Sweden named Victor Hedman, Mika Zabanajad, and Gabriel Landeskog to its Olympic roster for Beijing 2022. Preds assistant coach Todd Richards recovering from a heart attack that he suffered last Friday. He joined John Hines' coaching staff last October following a cup championship with Tampa here in the bubble. Dallas signed this year's 48th overall pick, Artem Grushnikov, to an entry-level contract. The one-and-one Edmonton Oil Kings. They're in Lethbridge tomorrow night, Friday down in Swift Current, and Saturday in Medicine Hat. That rounds out the road trip there. And the U of A Golden Bears welcoming in the Saskatchewan Huskies to declare Drake for a pair this weekend. Quick, t- uh, by the way, uh, that means that uh, Mike Babcock comes into town, uh, the head coach of the University of Saskatchewan. Babcock was a huge fan of uh, Zach Hyman. Not quite as big a fan as Connor Brown, who's turned out to be a heck of a player. Randy and Brooks says, Bob, Matthew Kachuk will go the way of Brett Hall. He's just biding the time to get out. The Muzzin incident solidified his fate. He will ask for so much money, Calgary will have no choice. Well, his brother, uh, who's a Brady Kachuk, who's a great player for Ottawa, uh, currently the biggest RFA name out there that is not currently signed. And Today, the Senators organization, DJ Smith, admitted that they will not have Brady for the start of the regular season. So that's uh, pretty uh, specific uh, thoughts on that regard. Mark Spector coming up for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta after Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.